this morning I want to uh, share a little bit with you uh, from Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9. Um, this, uh, this lesson, what I want to look at is two being greater than one. Okay, and um, if we read in Ecclesiastes 4 and 9, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. So it's talking about this uh, good reward, and our ultimate reward is heaven. And that's our goal um, in life, is to live our lives in a way that gets us to that ultimate reward of heaven. I want to look at this uh, in two different ways about this idea of two being greater than one. First, I want to look at um, internal, as far as um, our church, our personal growth. Um, and then I want to look at the external and evangelism, growing from uh, growing externally, bringing external people to um, Jesus. Genesis chapter two and verse eighteen says, "Then the Lord God said, it is, not, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him.'" You know, from the very beginning. God created man, and man was alone, and he says it's not good for man to be alone. We were not made to go through life alone. It's not good. We were made to be with others. Um, I didn't clear this with my wife before um, sharing this story with you. She's smiling because she's wondering what I'm about to bring up, but... This may surprise you, but uh, a couple months ago, Summer and I were in a little bit of an argument, and, uh, you know, because we have the perfect marriage, and y'all would think we would never argue, but we were arguing a little bit. I was actually out of town in Austin. We're in the middle of a uh, stay-at-home order for some, but with my job, I was still uh, told I was supposed to be working, so I'm in Austin. And I don't remember exactly what the argument was about, but at one point, and this may surprise you too, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to share how I feel right now. I'm, don't, I'm not a big, feely type of guy. So uh, I'm sharing my feelings over a text message uh, while I'm working in Austin. And my wife is sitting at home because her job tells her to stay home, and then it became summer, and I don't remember exactly where this was in... Uh, in time, but she's staying at home. And I text her, I said, I feel like you're, you think that I'm enjoying this time in Austin. It's a vacation, like it's a vacation for me. And I told her, being alone is one of my greatest fears. It's not that I'm scared. Um, it's just, I don't like to be alone. I've had several instances in my life where I just felt alone. And there may be somebody here, somebody uh, with us on Zoom that's feeling this way, feeling alone. But my greatest fear is having to go through the rest of my life without my wife and my kids. I can't do it. I don't know how I would do it. I don't want to be alone. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire, he breaks out against all sound judgment. You're not made to be isolated. You're not made to be away from people. You know, it's, when you're alone, it's too easy to do things that you're not supposed to do. It's depressing 
It's not good for your mental health to be alone. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. A child left alone would, does things that would make his mother ashamed. Have you ever done things in private that your mother would be ashamed of? I know I have. It's not good for us to be alone. So I want to look at some things in our uh, personal um, relationships, our personal life, that I think proves the point that two are greater than one. The first reason that two are greater than one is we're here to help each other. Going back to our original uh, text, reading verses 9 and verse 10 in Ecclesiastes 4, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. We're here to help each other. You know, I've been uh, working on a house project for a year and four months, something like that. And there's been times where, you know, I'll be working and I'll get a little bit accomplished, but it just doesn't feel like I'm really getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call and somebody's saying, hey, we're going to bring half the church to your house to help you out. You know how that makes somebody feel? People come and tear sheetrock out of the old part of your house and demo cabinets and uh, help put OSB on the side of a house and some people waking you up on a Saturday morning because they're there to help you. That's what we're here for is to help each other and two is greater than one because we can help each other out. If one falls, you have somebody there to help you back up. It says... Woe to him who is alone, because when he falls, there's no one there to pick him up. So, it's much better to have somebody there than to be alone. Next thing is to motivate each other. You know, there's times on this house project that I've not been motivated at all, because when you're alone... It's hard to get motivated. You're not really seeing the progress that you were, would hope you, you're, 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 uh, what you're hoping to see. But we should be here to motivate each other, to keep people going. Hebrews 10, verses 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how to stir, stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. We need to push each other to do better. Push each other to love more. Push each other to do good things. To do things that are good. Motivate each other. Another uh, reason that two is greater than one because we can help encourage each other. 
First Thessalonians 5 and verse 11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. You know, there's times in everybody's life, and uh, especially right now probably, where people can use some encouragement. There's some people that are right now joining us in their homes because they can't get out of their homes that could probably use a phone call, use some encouragement. It's easy to get down when you're alone, to get depressed when you're alone. Make a phone call, encourage somebody. Give up a relaxing Saturday to go help somebody move, to help someone with a project, to go to that church event that's up here. Because if you're not there, it's hard to encourage somebody. Encourage each other. Two is greater than one also uh, because you're, you're able to get some counsel. We should be there to counsel each other. Verse Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22 says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. When you have a, a big decision to make, it's not good for you to try to make that decision on your own without getting some advice. So I encourage you this morning, when, if you have a decision, a big decision to make, talk to somebody. Find somebody that you respect. Find somebody that you know has been through something like maybe what you're going through and get some advice. Don't be afraid to ask for advice. And if you're asked for advice, don't be afraid to share your failures. Um, Somebody might be able to learn from something that you've been through, something that uh, you've struggled with and have, have overcome. Don't be afraid to share Another thing, another reason why two is greater than one is to hold each other accountable. Galatians 6, verses 1 through 2 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught, up in a, is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Hold each other accountable. Help to bear your brothers, your church family's burdens. Be there for one another. Hold them accountable. If you see something that somebody's doing that's going to lead them into sin, that's going to lead them into some sort of trouble, say something. Pull them aside and talk to them and say, I'm concerned about you. What can I do to help? We need to hold each other accountable. You know, here in 2 Corinthians Chapter 5 and verse 10, we see that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. One day, we're going to appear on the judgment day and give an account of what we've done in this life. So find somebody that in this life can hold you accountable to what we know is God's standards in preparation for that Judgment Day. Because we will be accountable one day for what we're doing. So you might as well start now and have somebody else hold you accountable so that this day is easier on us. And then finally on the internal growth, 
basically two is greater than one to help each other to grow spiritually. And I believe that growth is required of a Christian. Um, If you're not growing as a Christian, you could be dying. You know, you see things in life, if if it's not growing, it's dying. We need to be growing. We need to be pushing each other to grow in our Christian lives. We've seen this verse several times over uh, the past year, but Proverbs 27 and 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Help each other grow. You know, you may see something in your studies of the Bible that I didn't see that might help me. I may see something in my studies of the Bible that you may not see that might help you. You know, we need to be talking to each other and helping each other to grow uh, spiritually. Two is greater than one when we are speaking of our internal growth or inside the church. Um, We should be here uh, to help each other grow spiritually. The next thing, uh, before we close, I want to talk a little bit about is evangelism. And just like um, we talked about internally, the biggest reason two is greater than one is to help us grow and to help us reach our reward uh, of heaven. It's the same thing in in evangelism. Um, Evangelism, you should be seeing growth in the kingdom of God, His church. And I've heard people say before that it's not about the numbers, and it's, it's not about the numbers that we put in this building, but it kind of is. The fuller this building is, the more people that we're going to spend eternity in heaven with. And I want to see this building full. And we need people evangelizing. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 37 through 38 says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We need you evangelizing. No one person can do it alone. There is a uh, quote by Michael Jordan that says, Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. And, you know, I understand the fact that one soul, there's rejoicing in heaven, right? And saving one soul is great. But if we all work as a team, and we're all doing our part in evangelism, we want to win the championship. We want to see great results. First Corinthians twelve eighteen through twenty one says, "But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as He chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you." You know, I brought up Michael Jordan, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bulls. This. Uh, Verse and some ver- these verses and verses around are talking about 
the church being like a body and all working together. And the body is, in itself, has many members that do its part. I started watching sports in the 90s. Uh, Bulls and the Rockets were winning championships. The Bulls won six championships. And I had a quote from Michael Jordan a second ago that is arguably the greatest basketball player that has played in the NBA. But if Michael Jordan was out there playing five-on-one, the Bulls would not have six championships in the 90s. But Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen, who every game would go out there and defend the best player on the other team. Um, I don't know how many times he was named to the all-defensive team, but he had Scottie Pippen out there defending the greatest player from the other team. He had a man named Dennis Rodman that if he put up, if Michael Jordan put up a shot and it happened to miss, Dennis Rodman was there getting rebounds. All right? Um, You need a team. Michael Jordan uh, would get a lot of attention on on, on offense. The defense would come to him. They would double team Michael Jordan. So Steve Kerr is out there wide open, knocking down three-pointers. Okay, Michael Jordan didn't win six championships on his own. It took a team. And I want to tell you this morning that for our church growth, one person can't do the work. It takes a team. And I want to encourage you to do your part in evangelizing. Mark 16 and 15 says, And He said unto them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. We have a great mission in front of us. And as the verse said um, a little while ago, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Will you step up and do your part? I want to talk just for a few moments. This, the reason why I put this together, I listen to a lot of podcasts. On I, I drive a lot um, for, for work, so I'm on the road a lot, and I listen to podcasts, and one podcast that I enjoy listening to is the Dave Ramsey Show. And Dave Ramsey was talking about um, this particular example in a way that was talking about money and marriage and how working together in marriage with your money is better than one person trying to do it by, by themselves. But he talked about uh, Clydesdale horses. And if you think about a Clydesdale horse, if you don't know what a Clydesdale horse is, it's the big, massive uh, horses. And one of those horses can pull 8,000 pounds. And that's a lot of weight. So you pair up two Clydesdale horses together and you think, well, this one can pull 8,000 pounds and this one can pull 8,000 pounds, so they can pull 16,000 pounds together, right? Well, it's not right. They can actually pull 24,000 pounds together. Okay? So I don't know the exact reasons why. I don't know if it's because the horse sees that it has somebody there with him and it's encouraging and it's motivating to him so he's able to pull more if it's something, you know... Some sort of physics where they were able to get more torque right off the back. I don't know what it is. But 
they can pull 24,000 pounds together. So triple the amount that one horse can pull. So then he goes on to say, if you, those two that you paired had been trained together to pull, that they can pull up to 32,000 pounds. So that's each horse pulling double what it's able to pull on its own. And that, that just it blew my mind, because I mean, it, the, the math obviously doesn't work, right? And talking about those, those horses that were trained together, going back to what we talked about to begin with, and us being a community of people who are motivating each other and encouraging each other and holding each other accountable and helping each other out, is kind of like us training together. And if we're training together here and we go out together and evangelize, I think we can have this same effect that these, these horses have. We can encourage each other in, in what we're doing. Um, help each other out. And there's some sort of synergy, uh, so to speak, in what we're doing. It just gives us a boost. And I just want to encourage you this morning to, to do your part the people that you come into contact with, be the type of person you need to be. You know, there may be an opportunity for you to present the gospel to somebody that you uh, come into contact with. But do your part and evangelize. Do your part and build each other up here in this building. But it's not just about us in this building. It's about what's going on out there as well. We need to evangelize. We need to bring people uh, to Christ. Um, One last verse before we close, and I don't have it on the PowerPoint, but 1 Corinthians 3 and 6 says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. You know, it's not just one person doing it. This, This talks about two individuals planting and watering. And if we do our part and we plant and we water, God will give us increase. So I just want to encourage you this morning to to do your part um, in, in evangelism.